Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Show. Today, I've got a guest on one of the biggest, probably the biggest, actually, crypto person in Australia. Good friend to the show, Alex Saunders of Nuggets News. For those of you who are in different parts of the world, you may not be familiar with what Nugget does. That's why we're going to have him in to talk to you all about what he's going on at the moment. Thank you so much for your time today, Alex. No worries. Thanks for having me, Trader Cobb. Always appreciate your time, mate. So let's cut straight to the chase for those that are not familiar with what you do. When did you start crypto? Why did you get into crypto? And what is your background, mate? I got into Bitcoin in 2012, but the story probably starts back in 2008, just after the GFC, when I had some shares and I lost some money and I wanted to learn how it all works and how the market can drop so much and no one can possibly see it coming. So that's when I went down the rabbit hole, as I know a lot of your audience probably have now, and you watch all the documentaries, how does money work, banks and debt, all that sort of thing. Uh, so I was a little bit of a gold bug, I guess, up until 2012 when I found yeah. Bitcoin. And then I was just obsessed with it ever thereafter. And then obviously it turned into a full-time job in 2017 when the space blew up and I started making YouTube videos and now uh, other things that we do. Awesome. It's quite interesting because, um, you know, if, if you were to have taken and been a gold nut uh, and stayed as a gold nut, you probably would only just be getting to a profit about now from 2012. So thank goodness you found Bitcoin uh, and the crypto landscape because you'd be fuming if you didn't, right? I know I was uh, until I found it in 2017 through someone like yourself. So mate, um, you've been around the, the Australian circuit for a long time. I know you also have an international uh, audience. But um, you, you do a lot of talks uh, around different parts of the country. So what sort of things um, do you cover? And, um, and, and, you know, when if someone wanted you to come out and, and do a talk uh, on their turf, whether it be in Australia or other parts of the world, or how do they actually get in contact with you for that sort of stuff? Because I know you do quite a bit of that. Yeah, we have a contact form on our website and we've got um, uh, the team in Nuggets News is a few people big now. Uh, and yeah, we talk about all sorts of things. So we've been invited to like an oil and gas conference <laughs> and some of these other um, commodities that want to know, hey, how can we use blockchain? Should we use blockchain? Then we've got the gold conference coming up where they've got a segment on Bitcoin now. So those two parties have kind of come together, which is great to see. And then a lot of what we do is just community focused, all the meetups, uh, education, uh, during that bull market, it was absolutely crazy having like mm. 500 people turn up to each meetup around the country. So, yeah, I guess that's the stuff that I like doing. It's just when people want to learn and it's the sort of space where every day there's some more news. So there's always something to talk about and always things to teach people. So speaking of, I mean, I love, I love this one I'm about to say because um, you'll know why. <laughs> you said that the gold conference, right? The, the, the gold, bullion, silver, you know, precious metal conference, whatever it's called has got a section on Bitcoin. Now, Peter Schiff, turn in your grave now. Tune out now, brother, because I know you're a massive fan of the show. I know you're a, you're a closet Bitcoin lover. You're a blockchain survivor. And I just know there's something deep down inside you that's going to be crying. Little crocodile tears right now. So I'm going to tell you right now, Peter, tune out because I know you're listening, mate. Really interesting to hear that that is coming together because there are tokens out there, especially, was it um, DGDs, the token epic code, right? They're, they're a gold-backed um, token is that you I mean? Yeah, so DGD right? is the platform where you can buy DGX, which represents one ounce of That's gold. And cool. now we've got um, companies like Ainsley Bullion in Australia that have launched gold and silver tokens. So it's never been easier to, I guess, hold gold and silver in a kind of digital form. Yeah, it's quite interesting too because I mean, we talk about a lot. Uh, thankfully, we're not talking so much about it at the moment. Um, the ETF, okay, during that, uh, was it? sort of back in the last year, sort of from July onwards, everyone was talking about ETF, ETF, ETF. And for me, it was like, what exactly do you, what from an ETF? Like what, what ex 
it's, I think it's the physical um, delivery of, uh, you know, holding of the ETF in a physical commodity of Bitcoin, which I know it's not a physical, but you get my, my drift, right? But it's the derivatives with the prices where the underlying comes from. I think the derivatives is a really, really important one as well. And they can be settled in the actual as well. Like, you know, if you leave a futures contract open, uh, you know, in crude oil, look, you're not just going to get a bunch of, you know, six barrels rock up to your door and they just drop them down your front lawn. There will be a notice period for you to, of course, close that trade and suggest that you don't want to actually have that oil. But um, it's really interesting seeing it all coming together. Now, I'm a trader. That's what I focus on. You've done a lot more in the fundamental space. So, what I mean, what sort of things do you look for when you're looking and researching a project? Because we've got, you know, we've got lots of them. What, what sort of stuff do you look for to keep you on the right track to work out if it's a good one or not? So, I mean, most people are probably familiar with how to read a white paper and you look at the team and have they got experience in that industry. But the main thing for me is probably how big is the market that they're disrupting? So one that's got a lot of attention lately, sorry, pardon the pun, is basic attention token with advertising. And when you think about advertising and YouTubers and Facebook, how much money is in that space and how the content creators and that don't get rewarded, people don't get rewarded for watching ads, that's a billion dollar market. And I'm not sure what that company is worth, but they're disrupting it. There's lots of creators that are using their browser that are switching over and being rewarded. So I know that that is going to be big. I don't know how big. And we're so early that you know that the upside is better than the downside for me. It's got a massive potential. That's one I, I don't look into fundamentals all that much because it's really not my, it's not my gig, right? But it's one of these projects I look at and go, I'd use it. One, I, sorry, I use it. One. Um, and you can actually see there's a visual representation of how much time it saved you, how many ads it's blocked, all this. I, I think it's a great idea. It can really shake up the space. It can take on Google. It can take on the Facebooks. It can, it can take this on. Now, I was at a Facebook event. I can't remember it was last week or the week before. And um, I was there with some of the biggest uh, you, uh, Facebookers, YouTubers, Instagrammers in the world. Uh, sorry, in the country. So people with 15 million uh, followers, that sort of thing, huge numbers. Now, they recently at Facebook switched on a monetization model, which I'm sure you're probably aware of, where over three minutes they can input ads and they'll, they'll give you 55% of the revenue that they get from that ad is, is, is the figure. So you can see that it, it is starting to be implemented into social media. One of the things that I, I literally noticed today, I, I know that in some of my comments on Facebook, somebody was um, suggesting one of those cryo, you know, stand in those ice things, but it's like not ice, it's like the, they blast you with cold air, cryo something, something in. It's good for you or something or other. I obviously don't know too much about it, as you can clearly tell. Anyway, that was the only thing that had ever been said about it to me, but it had been said twice on two different occasions. Now, all of a sudden, Instagram is full of telling me exactly where these places are in my location. That is the issue I think Facebook has for people like you or me who do not like to feel like you're a creep, Facebook. You're an absolute goddamn creep. So there's a lot of things coming in that are helping us not only to um, disrupt the market, but to give the people what they want. In that respect, what are some of the top projects out there at the moment that you see that people are giving them or getting themselves the opportunity for more freedom and privacy? Uh, okay. And from the freedom and privacy, we've got uh, a lot of advocates for Cloakcoin in Australia, actually. Yeah. So uh, Pivex, Monero is the largest one. Um, Zcash is thinking about undergoing a transformation. But the thing that no one's talking about, which I did a video saying this is the biggest headwind. And this was over a year ago now. Bitcoin and Ethereum are thinking about implementing privacy and that is going to be a big butt of heads with governments and regulators and 
and all that sort of thing. So I think privacy is really important, but I'm not sure how much we can go fully anonymous and they're, and they're not going to allow it, but I think longer term, you can't stop open source software. Well, that's the thing. I mean, that's a tricky one really, isn't it? Because in one hand, you, you want Bitcoin to appreciate in value. I'll just stick to Bitcoin because it's for the time being, right? Keep it nice and easy. You want it to appreciate. On the other hand, you want to have somewhat privacy and the ability to, I don't know, yeah, just privacy really is the word. But to get the uptick in price, we need more people coming into this market and taking part in that. We need institutions. We need, uh, you know, mums and dad investors. We, we need a bigger community in there. So it's a catch-22 because for that community to come in, there needs to be some form of regulation. Now, we are seeing regulation come in to the joy of some and to the plight of others. Um, where, do we, where do we find a happy medium, Alex? Is there one that we can achieve? This is, this is the dichotomy, as you say, and it's the same with gold and the ETF. So a lot of people argue that that gold ETF opened up the gold market and the price rallied from, what, $300 to nearly 2000 or whatever it was. Now, I don't think that Bitcoin belongs or can fit and function on Wall Street because we're already seeing these weekend gaps. Now, yeah. what happens when we have all these big cash-settled products and Bitcoin has a $10,000 move in one day over a weekend yeah. in the future? And I just don't see how Bitcoin in that um, 24-7 environment compared to that Wall Street environment can ever truly function. Um, so, yeah, I hope it breaks those shackles. Mate, I'm with you on that. And it was a very big surprise to me, or maybe not, maybe, I don't know. I spoke to somebody uh, recently, I won't mention the name or the company, um, and he was like, you know, we've got a product that, that allows us to go long and short, which is not something that, you know, basically he didn't say it's not something that's available at the moment. But he was like, you know, it's, it's an advantage. And I was like, well, I actually said, you know, Robinson, Robinson Crusoe there, mate. Well, I go long and short. Like he literally had that little idea of what's available to yeah. me and you and, and everyone who's listening here that we can short the market. We can have very good leverage opposition, uh, sorry, positions, both long and short. And for me, I, I said to him, look, your risk is how are you going to how are you going to settle over the weekend? Like gap, you, you're talking about a three percent gap is a massive gap on foreign exchange commodities, bonds, indices. And it's usually only going to happen you typically on a, well, actually it can be commodities depending on war in Iraq or sorry Iran and oil producing nations and all that. But the gaps are three percent. We could see a twenty five percent gap on yeah. Bitcoin. Now how do they deal with that? And I asked them that and I said, look, so effectively what you're saying is. You know, you can only, because the answer was basically they need to manage their risk and be aware of it. Okay, fair answer. So you can only intraday trade them because you can't sit there. You're, you're sitting there with a naked order, a totally naked order in the market. And it just, there's too much risk. And anyone with it, within their right mind who knows how to manage risk is not going to play in that sort of environment. They don't want to go to a 24-hour model just yet. And yeah, I guess what makes Forex so attractive, it's the fact that you can trade on big leverage on small ticks um, and they give you that um, you know, contract size where you only have to put up a small amount of capital. Now at the moment, the Bitcoin futures specs are something like two times leverage or maybe five. So it's tiny. So what's the point of actually having two times leverage and all that weekend risk if you can actually just go out and buy Bitcoin? I agree completely. The only thing... So the CME futures, we've seen their, their, their you know, volume spike in, insanely over the last two months has been the biggest move, um, which I see as a massive positive because that to me suggests it's not, it's not going to be, that, that volume is not from people like you and me. I'm not going to trade in the CME futures for some of the reasons that you just mentioned because I can get 100 times leverage over here on Bitcoin and trade it all the way through the weekend with very little risk. 
in that respect. So why would I go to the CME? The CME is there for those funds that are getting involved, the institutions that are coming in, because effectively what they've got now is a two times multiple risk management tool. That's all it is. It's, it's just double as good as, as not having something and they can go short. They can hedge themselves. And that to me is a really good indication of what is coming. Um, what is there and that institutions that increasing volume is from one place it's the institution so they're on their way yeah and i think we're starting to see custody is that other thing that people are familiar with so having actually insured funds and not having to worry about hardware wallets and private keys and then using um, products like the lending at the moment where you can earn 10 percent a year on some of these products and maybe you want to hedge by shorting a contract on Wall Street. So, you know, just using that hedge against other positions you've got. So it's definitely got a, a, a rhyme and reason out there. But uh, for the purists, I think yeah. adoption in developing nations and real world use and store of value and staying outside the system, there's so many more reasons why it's going to take off. Now, speaking of that, you, uh, you've got a newsletter, right? So you send out a newsletter, is it once a week or once a week? So uh, yeah. You just listed a number of different things that... What goes out in these weekly newsletters and, and, and what, sort of, what sort of snippets are you putting in there? So what we found is there's just so much news to keep up with. So we do videos seven days a week, five on YouTube and two in our group. And we found that even daily, we're having to put out a, a daily newsletter to our members for free because people that work can't even keep up with the crypto news each day. And so we want to develop a low cost newsletter. I think it's you know, less than $10 a week um, for all the biggest news and a bit of a look forward. When was, what are some of the best projects we've got our eye on? A bit of a look at the technicals and trying to tie it with fundamentals. So yeah, a little bit of everything at a low cost price point for people. Awesome. That's epic. And you've, so where do they find that by the way? Where, where, if someone's interested in getting on that newsletter, uh, where would they find that? It's just all at nuggetsnews.com.au. It's open to anyone in the world? Yes, indeed. Yeah. All right, swear, because it's all relevant, right? This is a borderless market. That's one of the beauties of it. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, borderless. We are allowed to be responsible for our own actions for a change. We don't have to stop when we are told to stop. <laughs> yeah, okay, and, and also you've got the YouTube channel. Now, your YouTube channel is uh, it's, it's growing from strength to strength. You've covered, um, you've come outside of doing just exclusively cryptocurrency stuff a little bit, especially through that bear market when we were in that consolidation. Now, I've really enjoyed some of that additional content there. Can you talk to that a little bit more? What sort of stuff you cover and why you felt the need to go into that detail in other sectors when crypto is your baby? So I always liked the macro stuff coming from that uh, background and going down the rabbit hole. And in our weekly news update, I'd often talk about some of the big global events. And a lot of people didn't like that or didn't see the connection. And now, like literally just in the last few weeks, I'm seeing some of the really big YouTubers start to talk about what Trump's tweeting about and what's happening in Europe and Italy and so on, because it is so related to Bitcoin. Yeah. That was always going to be the, the biggest driver of Bitcoin's price was central bank actions, negative interest rates and that going forward. And people are finally starting to get that. So that's why I used to talk about the macro stuff a lot. Other than that, we've talked a little bit about gold and you know, a lot of people are interested in, hey, should I buy some gold and silver and why is it at all-time highs in Aussie dollars? Should I invest in miners? So I wanted to give it just a general overview of that, uh, the uranium sector and you know the Medical cannabis is another one we might cover. So just yeah. these sort of little alternate investing spaces that aren't dominated um, and front run by Wall Street and the other big players. It's where you actually can have a bit of an edge as a little guy by doing some research. Mate, I, uh, I, I, I commend you 
Uh, it's fantastic what you and your team are doing. You keep going from strength to strength. I've watched your your YouTube presence explode in the last what only probably the last three months. It's really really gone nuts. Uh, you're you're on Twitter, you're on Facebook, you're online. Where can everybody find everything they need to know about all your socials? Where to get or onto this newsletter and the whole kit and caboodle? Let them know. So it's all on nuggetsnews.com.au. Uh, other than that, yeah, I'm very active. Alex Saunders on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, and Nuggets News on YouTube. And our um, premium group has become um, just so popular, over a thousand people, whether they're you know beginners or investors or traders, it's just a mix of people talking about fundamentals and a bit of everything. So that uh, community environment, as you know, is pretty popular. Excellent. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure having Alex Saunders of Nuggets News on the show. Get across to nuggetsnews.com.au and check out everything to do with this man. Thanks so much for your time today, Alex. I really do appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Craig. Cheers, guys. Bye for now.